From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the nation's highways are packed with heavy traffic on the second day of the Lunar New Year holiday. Four new parties merge two months ahead of the general elections, and a group of foreign travelers arrive in Pyongyang for the first time since the pandemic. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Che. The nation's highways are set to see heavy congestions throughout the second day of the Lunar New Year holiday on Saturday. According to the Korea Expressway Corporation, as of 2 p.m., the estimated travel time from Busan to Seoul was 7.5 hours and from Gwangju to Seoul, 6.5 hours. The corporation projected that traffic flowing to Seoul will peak between 3 or 4 p.m. and slowly ease after 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. on Sunday. Meanwhile, the corporation projected that as of 2 p.m., the travel time from Seoul to Busan was 6 hours and 40 minutes and from Seoul to Daegu, 5 hours and 40 minutes. The traffic of vehicles leaving Seoul and surrounding regions is set to peak between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. and ease from 9 p.m. Saturday. The corporation estimated that some 6 million cars will hit the road throughout the day. Toll collection on highways will be suspended during the four-day holiday. President Yoon Sang-yeol wished a happy New Year to servicemen and women as the nation marked Seoul or the Lunar New Year holidays on Saturday. In a message to soldiers, he expressed infinite trust toward those in military service and thanked them as the commander-in-chief of the armed forces for conducting missions on defending the nation even during the holiday period. The president then said providing soldiers with treatment that befit their devoted execution of duties is the government's top obligation. Yun stressed that the government will spare no effort in supporting the servicemen and women so they can continue to devote themselves to defending the country and its people with great pride. Ruling and opposition parties underline the need to improve people's livelihood while also pointing fingers at each other out of the general elections and the Lunar New Year message on Saturday. In a statement, ruling People Power Party senior spokesperson Park Jung-ha denounced the main opposition Democratic Party for its plan to effectively maintain the semi-mixed member proportional representation system for the upcoming general elections and prepare a satellite party. He claimed that the DP's plan has thrown the general elections into chaos. The spokesman said the PPP will place top priority on people's livelihood and to this end will support the people with substantial policies that reflect their needs and lessen their burden. Meanwhile, the DP's senior spokesperson, Kwon Chil-sung, said in a written briefing that the Lunar New Year holidays are seeing a cold snap in people's livelihood when they should be full of joy and warmth. He claimed that due to the president's abuse of power and ideological war, the spirit of unity and harmony as well as law and justice and fairness and common sense that the government had promised to the people are nowhere to be seen. Kwan also said the DP will revive people's livelihood and safeguard the economy while preparing for the future as a party that gives hope to the people. Unification Minister Kim Young-ho says the government will actively pursue a fundamental solution to separated families, prisoners of war and South Korean detainees in North Korea regardless of the regime's provocations. Kim unveiled the pledge on Saturday as he stressed that the government will not rattle in the face of any provocation or rhetoric from the North. He made the remark during a joint ancestral service for the Lunar New Year organized by members of war-torn families at Imjingak in the border city of Paju, Gyeonggi Province. The minister called on the North to restore and normalize communication channels, 
that it had unilaterally severed last April, emphasizing the first step to addressing a humanitarian issue between the two Koreas is the restoration of communication channels. Kim also urged North Korean authorities to immediately suspend provocation that threaten the lives of the Korean people and to not ignore the suffering of separated families. Four new parties, including the New Future Party, created by former leaders of the main opposition Democratic Party, Inagyeon, have agreed to merge ahead of the April general elections. The NFP, former ruling People Power Party leader Lee Jun-suk's New Reform Party, former DP Representative Kim Tae-sup's New Choice Group and DP Defector Group's Principle and Common Sense Group, announced their merger on Friday at a joint news conference held at the National Assembly. The groups decided to name the merged party New Reform Party and have Lee Jun-suk and Lee Nagyeon serve as co-chairs. The new party is set to hold its first meeting shortly after the Lunar New Year holidays and next Monday. Asked whether the co-chairs will run in the upcoming elections, the groups said no related discussions had taken place, adding that the two leaders will respectively make a related announcement soon. South Korea's aircraft exports have topped $1 billion for the first time thanks to the shipment of F-A-50 light combat aircraft to Poland. According to the Korea International Trade Association on Saturday, South Korea's exports of aircraft surged 320.5% in 2023 compared to the previous year to stand at a little over $1 billion. The Korea aerospace industry's delivery last year of 12 F-A-50 GF jets to Poland is likely to have contributed to the record figures. Though Kai did not disclose the value of export earnings from the 12 fighters, related industries believe the light combat aircraft were exported for around $500 million. Kai plans to deliver the remaining 36 units of the contract to Poland between 2025 and 2028. The contribution of aircraft industries to South Korea's exports is steadily growing when taking into account aircraft parts. Last year, the outbound shipments of such parts climbed more than 34% to stand at a record $2.4 billion. A group of Russian tourists arrived in Pyongyang on Friday for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the AFP, Friday marked the first time the reclusive state received a group of foreign travelers since reopening its borders last August, or some three and a half years after closing them to contain the pandemic. The trip was arranged in line with an agreement that Primorsky Krai and North Korean authorities signed last December on the occasion of a visit to Pyongyang by Primorsky Krai Governor Ole Kozemyako. The agreement was a follow-up measure to the summit between North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and Russian President Vladimir Putin held last September. The group, comprising a total of 97 tourists, is set to visit the Ark of Triumph and the Himilsung Square in Pyongyang, as well as the Mashingyang Ski Resort in Wansan City, Gangwon Province. AFP reported that each tourist is said to have paid around $750 for the four-day trip. A new survey finds that people in the 30s were most active in posting comments on online news stories in the nation. The Korea Press Foundation released on Friday the results of its survey conducted on 5,000 adults nationwide between September 5th and October 22nd of last year. According to the survey, 8.6% of the respondents in their 30s said they had posted comments to online news stories during the past week, showing the highest number among different age groups. The survey also found that those in their 30s actively shared news compared to people in other age brackets, with 8.4% saying they did so via social media or online messenger services 
during the past week. On which media outlet they trust the most, nearly 25% picked KBS, followed by NBC, YTN, and Naver. The survey had a confidence level of 95%, with a margin of error of plus or minus 1.4 percentage points. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen. You can also catch our news from our website at roll.kbs.co.kr. KBS World Radio.